Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. All right, guys, what's happening? I'm back. I got a lot of requests from you guys to come back, please. So here we are. We are here for another episode. I am so sorry, but I had to take a break last week. I wanted to make sure that I had content to make you guys laugh and have fun with me. And I think like two weeks of time gives you enough material to talk about, but we'll see what happens because... I'm getting a lot of material and ideas from things I see day to day, which was the whole purpose of this. And I'm starting to see that life sometimes is really good to you. And then there's other times where you feel like you've been hit by a bus repeatedly. And yesterday, I felt like a bus had run me over because I was not feeling so well. So I ended my day super early and I haven't done anything like that since I lived at home. So since I've been in this apartment... I have never just ended my day after work. Like, I've always been running around doing something like going to the gym, hanging out with people, going to eat dinners, um, playing video games, gaming, which I have to get back into because I've taken such a backslide to it. I've also realized there's a lot of things going on that with my generation of people, which is quite obvious, really, that my generation... Well, let me just go back to something I was reading recently, which is that apparently in order for my generation of people to make it, we have to have like two and a half jobs. I think that's really ridiculous that we should have to work that hard. But everything is like the cost of living is so crazy in New York right now. And it's understandable as to why, because between New York and Cali, I guess, is one of the other more expensive places to live is the standard we set for every place else, because New York is like a beacon of tourism. And so is Cali, because it has the Golden Gate Bridge. It has um, what is that jail? that's over there. Anyway, regardless, um, it's on an island. I forget what it's called. Someone will know. Someone will let me know listening to it. But that was another famous place to visit. But New York has, you know, Times Square. And they also have Ellis Island. And well, when I was younger, the seaport was a big attraction. I don't know how it is now because every time they do something, like they always change things. I'm 30 years old. When I lived in the city, I was a little tot. And I lived there until I was about 13. So at 13 is when we picked up and moved up here. Well, not up here. We moved to Middletown and did my four years of high school there and met some cool people, whatever, like you do. And ever since I moved up here, everything has changed down there. Nothing is the same. Like all these neighborhoods are changing demographic wise and trying to just make the bad neighborhoods seem better by you know, recruiting Caucasians. (laughs) Uh, I know it's silly to say that, but that's exactly what they're doing. That's like the whole plan to like clean up neighborhoods is to bring in 
more white people, whatever. Probably not the politically correct thing to say, but I don't really care because this is MySpace. So not in MySpace, that stupid page. By the way, MySpace, if you ever had it, was also insane because it used to make or break friendships. Like you could have, what was it, a top eight? And if you didn't have someone in your top eight, they would automatically have issue with you. And that was a thing in high school. And that's the funniest thing because who really lets eight people dictate who the closest people to you are? Like those eight people probably had one minute detail of your day with you. Oh my God, I got to put them in my top eight. Or if I don't, this person will be mad at me or blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, I think that's when social media really started to shape people. And, you know, they say it's usually your, it's nature versus nurture. I think social media played a big part in shaping a lot of people because, like I said, there's always social media thugs. That's all it is, really, sometimes. People talk the talk and don't walk the walk. But I do know people that will beat you up. (laughs) And that's what's so funny is these people mess with the wrong ones on social media and that's how you end up getting beat up. Anyway, I've already discussed that, so I'm not going to go over that again. But MySpace, I have a good story about that for when I was younger. I had a MySpace when I was younger, and I hid it for my mom because she didn't want me. She used to be a sergeant for the NYPD, so was living with police officers was pretty interesting as a kid because I was very good. I didn't start breaking out of my shell and going out and doing things like going to bars and stuff and partying like that till I was 23, and that feels pretty late but I'm okay with that because I think I did enough damage in seven years of hanging out and stuff that I don't need to do that anymore. (laughs) Like, I'll do it every so often because I'm asked. But again, planning things in different ages, it takes a toll on you. Like when you're 20, you don't really care what time you go out. When you're 30, you care a lot. Sometimes I like to plan going out around TV shows. Like before we had DVRs and all that stuff, people used to be like, well, I have to get home by such and such time because this show's coming on or or I can't miss Wheel of Fortune. My mom used to have a VCR and we used to record things on VHS. And she used to be like, the tape is in the VCR, hit record at this time. And if you miss it, I'm going to kill you. Like (laughs) that was basically, my mom was the thug, but she was also very technologically advanced. The lady still has issues with computers and printers and stuff, and I don't know how, because she was rocking with that crazy over-the-shoulder camcorder that she used to bring to every family function and record things on VHS. Like, now the things are the size of your palm or whatever, but she used to lug this heavy-ass thing over her shoulder, and I don't even know if there's any pictures of her with it, but that thing was a monster. That thing was Old Faithful itself before Old Faithful was a thing. And it was almost like the boombox that John Cusack held over his head during Say Anything. Like, (laughs) I think that's the movie. If it's not, correct me. Because sometimes I reference things and I know they're wrong, but I just keep going because I don't know what else to do about it besides stop and look it up. And I don't feel like wasting time like that because you guys have gone one week without me. And that's enough, I guess, because I got requests and I got congratulations and such in the interim, in the silence which I had to regroup myself, which you're allowed to do. That's a self-care thing. And I guess yesterday was a self-care thing too, because taking a break from things, including life, (laughs) and taking a nap, I guess works out. I actually felt a little bit better this morning. Hung out with Laura again. Did my laundry like I usually do. Everybody who's close to me knows my routines by now. (laughs) I do have to get back into the gym. I am really feeling this slump right now. 
and it's not good. And yes, I just punched my hand and you probably heard it. If you didn't, oh well. But I also was, when I was at Laura's today, we were watching Eliza's, Eliza Schlesinger's new Netflix special. And I think it was called Eliza Unveiled. And she's really funny. She reminds me of, um, what is that other comedian's name? Oh my God. Nikki Glaser. So they're kind of similar in their approach with things. They're, they're both very stunning to look at. So I can understand why people are paying these crazy prices for their tickets. But I don't understand the high-waisted pants that were basically up under her breasts. Legit up under her breasts. Like her belly button had to be like half a foot below where the start of these pants were. And you know, it's sometimes flattering, but for girls of my thickness, I feel like it would look like I had a fupa, which is that front under, you know, area. (laughs) Fill in the blank with the P. I'm sure you know what it is. But I'm not going to wear those kind of pants with my body type because all the curves. Anyway, (laughs) anyway. Um, so one of the things she addressed, which I think is really important, is when you go to a wedding, she talks a lot about her wedding because that was the most recent thing that happened to her between her, both her specials. And she was talking about a cash bar. Now, let me tell you something. Last wedding I went to was in Utah. They had a cash bar situation. Already when you're traveling, you're already spending money on things, maybe things you don't need, maybe snacks, food, whatever, basic necessities. And that's it. That's all you really hope to spend. Like we flew out there for a reason. And part of it was because he, my ex was in the wedding. So we had fun. It was a good time. It was a good five days. Met the family, blah, blah, blah. And we went to this wedding, which was nice. It was cute. And we get there and it's a cash bar. Now I've gone to plenty a wedding where it was not a cash bar. And anytime I go to a not family thing, but anytime that there's family-like settings, I want to say, I would like alcohol. And it's only because it's really tough to be at the age that you're at and be in a family function type setting and not want to go drown yourself in the bathroom. Like you want to give yourself a swirly because people have all these questions about, oh, when are you getting married? Oh, when are you having kids? I'm 30. I haven't been asked this question yet, but I'm assuming at some point it's going to come up at a family function and I'm not even going to know what to say because at this day and age, everyone in my, everyone in generation is either delaying marriage or not getting married at all. And it could be either a good thing or it could be because they haven't like found the person they want yet, which is also in the category of good things, but it's also, it's more troubling because we can't afford to do anything at this age. (laughs) We can't afford to do anything. We can't even afford to live. And that's really upsetting, especially when politicians are all about the young people and stuff, but nothing ever really comes of it. If anyone knows if something's come from any of these politicians running or being in any seats of power at all that have anything to do with anything having to do with younger people or people going to college or people who went through college and have loan debt, please tell me. Please tell me. Because I'm one of those people who has student loan debt and I don't see any kind of relief coming. And you never know who to trust third party wise to do something like that. But anyway, off topic, my generation can't afford to do anything. So we cannot afford to even have weddings. And I think that's probably it. And we're also just not getting married because of the sake of tradition. Everybody, depending on the decade that you were my age at, marriage is either important or it's not. I know that my mom got married to Chris um, later on in life and they did it in Vegas, which I respect. 
And the first go around at it, it was going to be a nice big thing. My mom had a dress and everything all picked out. But, you know, sometimes life doesn't work out that way. And I'm sorry, mom, if this is too personal. But this is what this is. And I love you. And I respect you for listening. And you're the best. But planning weddings apparently is a big ordeal. Didn't know how big of an ordeal it is. By the way, congratulations, Kelsey, because I know you just recently got engaged and you guys are the cutest. And she's already planning hers, which is why I bring this up. She's already planning her wedding and they were just engaged over the weekend uh, or Friday, Friday or Saturday. And she told me about it and I almost screamed in the gym with Nicole. Anyway, so like I said, we can't afford to do much at this age. Let me get past that. (laughs) So I'm afraid to even give an answer to the whole marriage and kids thing because that's going to have to wait a second. Back to the whole situation of being stressed out by your family. Alcohol is the solution. That's why everybody has a good time at weddings is booze, uh, which I think is important sometimes. And the wedding we went to in Utah had a cash bar. Now, they don't know me very well. And I can tell you that most social settings in which I'm first meeting someone or meeting someone that's close to a significant other or whatever, I need some kind of liquid courage because sometimes what I say doesn't match my face. And it's probably a Spanish thing. It's probably a girl thing. Maybe it's a mix of both. But I think that alcohol really helps me, you know, skate through the situation. (laughs) So when I go to a wedding and I see that you have a cash bar, I feel like you should immediately be unfriended on Facebook. Now, Ellie, who I was speaking to on the phone a little while ago, told me that that's a little harsh. And I said, well, you do know me. Maybe not that well, but you do know me. So, I mean, she doesn't know my alcoholic traits, which it's not really being an alcoholic. It's just knowing how to have a good time and smooth over situations. Sometimes booze are are the answer, especially when you see like family members dancing really crazy. The only way to enjoy that is if you're also a little bit loaded. But anyway, the cash bar. Cash bars make no sense. And I'll tell you why. (laughs) This is This is not a criticism based on anybody but the idea of a cash bar. Now, it's basically like paying for a movie. That's what a cash bar is. Now, sometimes they have those situations where they'll have free entertainment in a park. That's what an open bar is like. Free entertainment in a park. That's the best way I can put that. Cash bar, paying for a terrible movie. Paying for a movie that makes you look at every detail down to the bridesmaid's dress. You cash bar me? Oh, all the criticism. I'm in a ring shaming group and a wedding shaming group on Facebook. Try me. That's all I have to tell you. Enter free entertainment in a park? I'm dancing around like I've lost my mind. Like someone's gonna have to help me pick up the marbles that I've dropped all over the floor and I'm currently dancing to find. Like I am dancing maybe on beat, maybe not. Maybe dancing with children that I don't know. You know, the kids table, sometimes kids like to dance. If you remember that one episode from Friends where that big fat girl wanted to dance on Ross's feet, because he let the little girl do it. (laughs) No fat girl, you're not dancing on my feet. Tell you that. That would have been a whole no. But he was trying to impress that girl Mona or whatever at the time. Anyway, so like I said, free entertainment in the park is what I want when I go to an activity. Free entertainment in a park. Not paying for a terrible movie. And speaking of movies that aren't terrible, I just saw Inside Out. Oh, it was the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. It was so good. And I'm sure I should have seen it sooner with my parents 
or with my mother and the kids when they used to go see movies all the time, but I just finally got to it. Really good. And the Mr. Bing Bong or whatever his name was, crying, crying because of that imaginary friend that started to disappear in the subconscious or whatever, or whatever that hole was. And I just saw it and I don't remember. That's so bad. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so that movie was really good. Uh, it made me think of a lot of things. Like she had, uh, I forgot the girl's name already. She had, oh, I think it was Riley. She had, they had actual trains of thought and one of them got derailed. And I was like, oh shit, is that what happens when we forget what we're saying in the middle of a sentence? Because if that's what's happening in my head, that thing is constantly derailing. And then somehow finding its track and getting back up and scooting on along. That was a really good movie. I might have to watch it again. If you haven't watched it yet, please watch this movie. Also, I have Disney Plus. That is why I watched that movie. Uh, also, so besides that, the whole cash bar situation. Uh, let's recap. Oh my god. So what else? What else? What else? Oh, also, on my commute home, there was traffic everywhere. There was traffic all around every part of the road I was on. I got off. As soon as I got out of work, I got onto 17, drove it all the way to exit 129. If you know where that is, that's by Museum Village. And for some reason, there was traffic getting off that exit. So I scooted around that and I said, now nah, go to the next exit. And then for some reason, there was also traffic right there. So I was like, thank God I'm getting off at 1.30. So I get off at 1.30 and there's traffic at that light by there. And I cut across, not across, but I take the, follow the curve to the yield and everything. And I'm like, F you truck middle fingers as I cut in front of him. He was a safe distance away. I didn't cut in front of him where it almost seemed like an accident was going to happen. So I cut in front of him, had enough space, and I finally get close to Laura's. This is on my way to Laura's this afternoon. This was before even any of this fun Eliza Schlesinger stuff happened. I'm driving past the entrance to KJ, and there's traffic coming out of there too. So I have to wonder, what in the hell is going on that there's traffic everywhere over here. And let me tell you something, it was not five o'clock. There was no reason for any of that on these back roads. None of it. So I had to, my mind starts to wander, which it normally does. And of course, it goes right to apocalyptic stuff. So you've seen zombie stuff. You've seen anything having to do with the end of the world and how batshit crazy everybody goes and how when we have snow in New York, everybody goes to the store because they need milk and bread and you know that it's not the end of the world, but everybody does because the roads are slick. May I make a suggestion? Stay home from work. <laughs> That's my suggestion. Please don't leave your house. If you're running to the store to get milk and bread because you don't know how to deal with a foot of snow, stay home. If you have the sick time, the personal time, whatever, please don't leave your house. Because you're the person that's most likely going to cause the accident that's going to back up the road that I'm trying to drive on to get to work. If I would indeed brave it, which I'm not going to do because I know you're out there. I'm not braving that road so that you can get in my way. So snow is coming, I'm sure, because we're in November. And this morning, actually, there was like an inch of snow covering my car after we just had a really warm, damp day yesterday. It was pretty warm when I got to my car. It was like 40 something at seven in the morning. So I was okay with that. But, the, you know, like an inch, like a, like a half inch to an inch of snow on my car this morning, not pleasant. And what's funny is, went to bed and it was raining. It was raining. It wasn't even snow. So I don't even know what happened. So I go to my car. Well, never mind that. Back to my story about the apocalypse. So 
Anytime you've seen an apocalyptic movie, the first thing you notice is the traffic patterns change. Everybody's trying to get out of an area at the same time. Happens in video games too. So again, my chief concern in the situation is what is happening? What emergency is happening that has everyone fleeing from the same spot at the same time? Now, like I said, it wasn't five o'clock yet. It was 4.30, like 4.15 to 4.30. And again, I don't know what happened that everybody was out at the same time going in the same direction, but the traffic was crazy and I start to get concerned. And it's irrational concern. It's not even real. It's like it's not happening yet. So what am I freaking out about? No idea, but freaking out anyway, minutely. Not anything crazy, just like, ah, great. So is someone gonna ram into my car today or tomorrow? Today, excuse me. I kind of stuttered over that word. But also on my way home, I noticed there were a lot of cops out and it's not even the end of the month for them to be trying to fill a quota. It is November 19th when I'm recording this right now, but you'll probably hear it on the 20th because I'm back, bitches. Anyway, (laughs) so uh, I saw my grandmother last week and speaking of traffic patterns, (laughs) Staten Island sucks. Staten Island sucks and I'll tell you why. What is the problem with learning how to merge by the Verrazano Bridge? There is a big damn problem. Just move over. And if you see a car moving over, stop. Don't speed up and almost hit them. Because let me tell you what, driving to Brooklyn was not the issue, except for one truck that almost killed me, okay, by a toll. Because he just felt like, I'm going to cut across three lanes and not care. We're all going to the same place, but I might send someone to heaven or hell, depending upon their behavior in this life or the next. It was not cool. I had to tell my grandmother and she was so concerned and she was concerned to the point where it's getting darker out earlier and she cut the visit short, not cut the visit short, but she was like, I want to make sure that you get home and you can see. I mean, I don't have an issue driving at night. I do have issues seeing sometimes, but not at night. (laughs) Someone will tell you differently, but come on now, give me a break. So anyway, merging in Staten Island made me want to merge off the Verrazano Bridge. (laughs) That's so psycho. I'm so sorry. A lot of the things I say, I don't mean. But again, you see a car merging. Move over. (laughs) It's not difficult. People make driving so difficult. I enjoy driving sometimes. Like, again, getting to Staten Island was really fast. I maybe stopped twice for like a minute at a time. And I made it there in good time. I even cut five minutes off my drive, according to the GPS which is always a liar. I don't know what speed they're calculating things at. I don't think it's the speed limit, though. Excuse me. I don't think it's the speed limit. What I do think is that people got to learn how to drive. Like, we're still doing this. There's also people that I don't understand don't know where they're going. And we have GPS again. We have GPS on our phones. And if you need to pull over, put your hazards on and pull over. Stop doing this to us. This is why there's accidents. But again, I want to know why there were so many cops out. Who are we looking for? To like tonight, who are we looking for? Should I put on the news and see that there's a manhunt going on in Orange County or what? Because it was way too suspicious to see that many cops out on the road. (laughs) Anyway, so the word I want to use, going back to what I was saying earlier, the word I want to use for what my generation is going through, I've made it up. Maybe it already exists. I've never heard anyone say it, but I'm going to tell you what it is right now because we're getting closer to hitting the goal of my episode time. And the word is strussel. 
Now, the way you spell it is S-T-R-U-S-T-L-E. And I realized that that just sounded like a robot. I'm not a robot. I have feelings. I keep them to myself sometimes because I don't know how to act with them. But for the most part, I tell people how I feel about them. And if I haven't, just, you know, let me know. Like, tap me on the head with your finger. Not too hard because that might make me mad and then I'll definitely tell you how I feel. But anyway, back to the word. Strussel. S-T-R-U-S-T-L-E. And it's struggle and hustle put together because a lot of us are strustling these days. That sounds so stupid. Anyway, I hope people start using it. Hashtag stressful. <laughs> but let me just tell you, it's struggle and hustle together because that's what we're all doing together. We're struggling and hustling. And it could be in dis- different aspects of your life, which is like you're hustling so hard that you're struggling personally. Like there's a lot of people who are putting in like 80 and 90 hour weeks who don't have much of a personal life. And that's where they're struggling. Like they're not struggling financially. They're struggling mentally. And then there's people who are struggling financially and mentally hustling, which means constant Constant stimulation to the brain via social activity. So hanging out a lot, not doing so well career career wise. And it seems like that goes hand in hand with each other only because it's really hard to balance work and play when you can't afford to do any kind of play. <laughs> like at 30, I would have hoped to have been further along career wise. But, you know, sometimes life doesn't work out that way. But I'm starting to see that there's reasons why things don't work out and why things do work out. And I think it's giving me some kind of mental peace. So I hope that you guys find your mental peace out there and you're not strustling. You know, I shouldn't really be smiling or laughing when I say it, but it's so cool. A strussel sounds like like a European snack. (laughs) A European snack called the strussel. Hopefully if you eat a strussel, you'll feel better in one aspect of your life. But I feel like things are really coming full circle. And I'm really hoping that things work out in 2020 because I'm really excited about a lot of things. And I'm not going to fill you in on them just yet because they're still still working the kinks out. And yeah, that's pretty much how excited I am about it that I don't want to share it yet, which is really weird because I'm sharing everything with you guys recently. And, you know, I'm just trying to follow the path, like follow my own path, like create my own things and lead my own life and But taking lessons from past experiences and past family experiences like my mother's, like my spirit guide, whatever. I know people are stupid who say that, but I really feel like my mom is my spirit guide through everything. Like she usually has my back about everything and she's been really great with helping me not stressle so much. (laughs) And I love her to death. And hopefully you guys love your family too. I know a lot of people just kind of have that little funk in between that maybe they're not getting along with family members, but I hope whatever it is, it works itself out. And, you know, sometimes, you know, this life is really short and you really should be spending your time with someone who cares about you and feels the way you feel about them and gives you that mental peace so that at the end of the day, you sit down and you're just like in awe of the other person and what they do for you mentally. Like I'm finally realizing what mental clarity is about. And it's finally when you get to sit and your brain shuts off for a second because of the day you've had. And you just get to sit next to that person and hold their hand. And you're like, oh, wow. Like you take a step back and you feel like, is this what this is supposed to feel like? Because that's kind of what I'm going through right now. It's kind of like sorting itself out my personal life. And I'm starting to really see the bigger picture in a lot of things. And it just makes me really, really freaking happy. (laughs) 
And, you know, a lot of things are coming together for a lot of people. And I want to say congratulations to the bean hater for things that are working out with him. Because <laughs> I received a piece of information, but I'm not going to share it on him. I just wanted him to receive a congratulations on it because he better teach, you know, instill beans, okay, in your life. <laughs> but um, so again, this, you know, it's, you know, I really shouldn't have taken the break last week, but I think I should have because, you know, stronger than ever. <laughs> and uh, I'm really, I'm really thankful for you guys that you listen and always cutting on me like, why haven't you recorded? Which I heard a lot last week uh, on my Facebook post about not posting anything or not airing a new episode. <laughs> and you guys are so funny. <laughs> I'm getting a lot of, why didn't you record? Or I'm getting, you're really good at it, keep it up. Like, I appreciate the compliments so much, you have no idea. Because again, when I first started this, I was really hesitant about it. And now that I'm, what are we, 16 episodes in? Something like that. I think that's the right number. Uh, I'm really happy. Like, this is part of what's fulfilling me. Maybe that's why I wasn't feeling so great yesterday or the last week when I didn't record anything. I kind of felt like I was disappointing you guys. But sometimes you have to take that time for yourself and just take a step back and realize that you be, I'm part of something bigger and you guys are part of, you know, making this thing bigger. And word of mouth is always great. Like pass the word along. Cuckoo with Coco. I'm your new best friend. I'm in your car with you. I'm in your ear with you at work. And I'm hoping I'm making you guys laugh and smile and, you know, maybe cry sometime. Like, maybe I'll have a sad story for you. But, like, sad in a good way. Like, cry because happy tears. Uh, otherwise, what are we really doing? What am I really doing? Like, I'm hoping I'm doing something for you and taking you out of your day and making it better for you. Because that's all all I really wanted to do with this was try and brighten up someone's day with my silly stories. And uh, I had some more stuff to say, but I really think that this is where I'm going to leave it because... Even though it didn't flow, this is how my brain works. So you guys are getting to see how my brain works and just, you know, having a good time. Also, subscribe, follow, whatever it is you got to do on anywhere you listen to podcasts, Cuckoo with Coco. New episodes are always every Wednesday, except for last week when I took a break. I'm going to try and record one the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, which is coming up. Also, booze. Booze at Thanksgiving important. I saw my grandmother when I was down there in Brooklyn last week and I told her, are you ready to make some coquito or what? And she looked at me like, and she better make it because she makes it really good. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to leave you with this tidbit and it's mostly that I love you guys. You guys are great and we're going to make this thing great and, you know, grow it with me. Send that link. Tell someone, hey, you want to hear this crazy girl talk about everything and nothing at the same time for 35 minutes or 30 minutes? Come check it out. But I love you guys. And again, whenever you're listening to this, I hope you're having a cuckoo time. I'm your girl Coco, and I will see you next week. Have a good night. Good morning. Good afternoon. Bye, guys. <laughs>